selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend. How up are you? Mm, I'm feeling so sexually satisfied and mature and yet innocent at the same time. I'm feeling so sexually unsatisfied and I have so many questions about why I feel that way. Well, you came to the (laughs) right place because... That's right, club kids. It's the second annual... Maybe third. Who knows? Honey, I don't even know how old I am or how many years I've been married. (laughs) It's the Club Kid Love Line 2024, honey. Kiss, kiss. Okay, so crack open the Ben and Jerry's and some cheap champagne (laughs) and, like, fuck your ass. Melt some Dove chocolate all over some strawberries and shove them up your ass as a surprise for your third. Order just, like, the most whatever sushi in your neighborhood. Get completely nude. Cover yourself in the sushi. Wait for your roommate to come home that you have a crush on. Um, cut to my roommate walking in on me eating the heart-shaped pizza from Papa John's alone. Uh, yeah, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Yes. Our illustrious producer, um, Darby Masters, is on the line. Hi, Darby. Hello. We haven't heard any of the calls. And she has selected the cream of the crop. If your voicemail was not selected. We'll be doing it another time. We'll be and doing you're it. also awesome sauce. We'll be we doing do. it in the VIP lounge this very week. And so that doesn't mean on Friday. you're not cream of the crop. No, it actually means you're like too hot for TV. 
Yeah, I have to say all of the calls were so, so, so good this time. It was really hard to pick which ones to air. Okay, so kudos, Club Kids. You outdid yourselves. Okay, are you all ready for the first call? Let's I'm get ready into to go. it. Let's start dispensing some advice and solving some problems. And crimes. Hey, Stephen and Lily, big fan of the pod. I was just calling for some advice on um, having a friend with benefits when you're both in your mid-20s and you both are um, living with your parents. <gasps> now, we are, like, living in rural Vermont, so... You know, the ideas we've tossed around so far are, um, like, truck sex, but you can only go so far with that. So I'm just hoping for some fun ideas about, like, possibly public or different fun sex ideas when you don't have a home in which (laughs) to um, bring your fuck buddy. And we're not trying to date, so unfortunately I, like, can't be introducing him to my parents, but... Uh. You know, I'm looking to get creative here. Uh, girls gotta eat, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thanks so much. Bye. I'm imagining it's like a Carhartt Beanie Femme and like a Carhartt Butch. And they're like 25 and living in greater Burlington. I'm not sure that why you think she's lesbian. <laughs> I asked Vermont and just, she said girls gotta eat in this way. That's like pussy. Uh, right. <laughs> or <dick>. or <laughs> just a rich up. Okay, can I say something crazy? Oh, yeah. You're in your mid twenties, like this whole like I don't want to introduce you to my parents, and we like can't have sex uh, you at know, our house. I, I get that though. Are you? No, I mean I totally get it. I'm I just... remember that. Like, I mean, I introduced a lot of boyfriends to my parents in my twenties, but I kind of didn't like it. Yeah, it's not fun. But I guess I'm just kind of like do all the public things. I think movie theater is really fun. Movie theater sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still just kind of laughing about this whole situation. We've got a friends with benefits. Rural Vermont. Rural Vermont. You know, I love Vermont and I love. You have a home there. You actually have the opposite of problem where you're like, I have three homes. <laughs> where? But I don't want to introduce my friends with benefits to my three homes. I mean, I don't know where she lives in Vermont, but does maybe one of your parents' homes have a sauna or is it part of like a community that has access to a sauna i mean i guess like it's a fun place to couldn't park. you be sexy and so like s- parents go to bed there is a sneaking them in contemporary art museum in Waitsfield. <laughs> that's never open and i bet they have a bathroom so that's another thing you i guess there's of. tons of businesses with bathrooms and it's like really cold in Vermont right now. I just think winter is really the issue. It's interesting how she pronounced truck as truck. Truck sex only goes that far. That's another sign that to me she's kind of like a straight girl. Truck. Truck. But it's not also kind of lesbian. Like, hi, we're going to have sex with my truck. <laughs> You're just being weird in Canadian, but I don't think that's actually like the Canadian lesbian pronunciation. I do think, but this will get expensive. I do think like renting a motel for a night is fun. Okay. I guess counterpoint is a little bit just like, why are you so hell bent on not introducing yeah. him to your parents? That's what I'm saying. And it's like he or she or they, we don't know. What if like you just come in, you're like, hey, this is my friend. We're exactly. going upstairs. You, you don't know, have to be so or, dinner. Or it's, or it's also just like, I don't know, grow a pair. It's like when I first started dating my current boyfriend, he awkwardly met my parents very early on in the relationship. Because he was working on Nantucket and I was like staying with my parents on Nantucket. Kind of a similar situation. And uh, I said to my mom, I was like, listen, like, this is this guy. I did not say that, like, we're friends with benefits. I didn't say we're fucking. I was just like, he's not my boyfriend. 
So don't like say that word around him. Don't, you know, make a big deal out of it. You are going to meet him. We are going to go to dinner because let me tell you what you're missing out on. You're missing out on free dinners. Your parents could be taking you to American flatbread with your fuck buddy. And then you can still go fuck in the bathroom if you need to. So it's Why a, do I feel like these parents are not so... American flatbread? American flatbread I mean, there's not a reason. lot of restaurants in Vermont. They have to be dinner at some point. <laughs> it's like they have to eat. <laughs> and it's like if they're not taking an American flatbread, maybe they're making like a flatbread. Thai noodle. Either way, it's just like it's called dinner. <laughs> and they, again, parents go to bed and you're just like, oh, like Casey and Robin are coming over. And I think you can just literally, like you're 26, I think you can have an honest conversation with parents that's not that revealing and say, listen, this isn't my boyfriend or my partner or my they friend or my girlfriend. She doesn't sound so struggling in the call. No, she's not like nervous to talk to us, so why should she be she nervous to talk so to her parents? She sounds almost like turned on. Yeah. And honestly, and maybe your parents will open up to you about their sexual <laughs> activities with each other and yeah. that'll be fun I'm sure they're swinging with some other couple from Rutland or something so I think bottom line move this into a sexy kind of like ooh we're being sneaky in high school like oh we can't be too loud we can't like wake up my dad wrong yeah. up although one last option you buy a train ticket to St. Albans and you just like Fuck on the train. finger each other in your passenger seats and like it's like four hours there four hours back you never get off. <laughs> yeah. You don't cross the border. You, you, you get off, around. but you don't get Hello. off. Hello. All right. Great. Next call. Next call. <laughs> okay. So I actually am switching it up. I had a different call next, but after the conversation, I feel like this one is very applicable to what you guys are saying. I right love now. this. Yes. Throw oh, out the rule perfect. book, Darby. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> love doing that. Okay. Hey, best friends. Long time listener, not first time caller, but. I wanted to get your advice. You know, I think a lot about how sitcoms and Sex in the City, people are always having these kind of short one-month relationships, and they're bringing this random person to hang out with their friends, and I can't really figure out how that is possible. I either feel like there's someone that I've met that I'm sleeping with, and they're completely separate from the rest of my life, or I'm fully married to this person and we live together and they come to every single day with my friends. How do you get to that kind of chill place being like, oh yeah, here's this girl. We've been on three dates. I'm bringing her to have dinner with my best friends. Is it me or is it just a, a cultural thing that shifted? Wow. I was in this situation actually mm. the other day. Someone, you went on three dates with someone? <laughs> no, I was pushing for a friend okay. to introduce me to her non-boyfriend okay, and to hang out with him and his sister and her boyfriend and all go do some sort of sport. Hey, sounds like a family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just saying, like, it's actually a gift to your friends because it's fun for them, I think. To see the person you've been on three dates with. For sure. At a hang and not like to put so much pressure on this dinner to be like, well, now that you're having dinner with my friends, we're married. I do think that there's a key word in there, which dinner. is dinner. Yeah. Let's and I think, take dinner out of it. I think dinner is where the pressure comes in because everyone's like, oh my God, we're for dinner. We're feeding him to the wolves. And being like, guys, it'd be nice. I mean, bringing a, a straight guy into a ravenous pack of chicas is like always like terrifying for him. Yes. 
but he'll live. This sounds like a guy bringing a girl. It does sound like a guy bringing a girl <laughs> to maybe his like queer <laughs> friends. His awesome queer awesome friends. Folks, like apartment to hang out. And I would say that don't be afraid to bring her to like a casual bagel brunch or like movie night. Right. Or maybe like a fashion show. Oh, like an event. Yeah, like fashion afters. Okay, actually, let's rank it. I think event is the easiest. Because you're there and you're just like. And there's so many people and you could go could with anyone. She could know someone there. Yeah. It's like social and like you can do something after. You can peel off and do something separately after. It's always, oh, we're getting food. We're all going to Vietnamese with like six people. You guys be like, oh, we're actually going to go meet her friends uptown. Yeah. So I think event first. Second is... Bar hang slash like kickback. Like a party of like six or more. about bar hang is it's like a close group of friends doesn't really do like scheduled bar hangs because that's weird. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like, you and me. No, I guess, yeah, we're not. Are not just being like, hey, we're all getting drinks at 6 p.m. at the Deuce on Thursday. It's like, that's not something we do. So like, yes, bring her like to a bar. Like if people are out of bar, maybe. This is straight people. So maybe they're all watching, for instance, quote unquote, the game. Oh, wait, that's a separate reference you're making? What is it? I'm making that a movie joke. from like the early '90s. Absolutely not. I'm joking about how straight people watch sports. Oh, the game, the game, the, the game, the, right. actual, no, 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 the big yes. game, the big the, game, the big game. Yes, no, and that <laughs> I'm putting in the category two, which is intimate apartment hangs or bar hangs if you're someone who schedules, <laughs> which is watching the football game, watching the Oscars, the Golden Globes, Grammys. the SAG Awards. The American Music Awards. Creative Arts Emmys. Hey, (laughs) a group of my friends and not that close friends are all watching the Creative Arts Emmys. (laughs) Want to come by? Bring anyone. And then last of the ranking is dinner. Like dinner is the most high pressure and the most scary for everyone. So I think. Where the friends are like, oh, now we're going to have to ask a lot of questions. Here's an example. On my first date with my girlfriend, she brought me to a bar hang two different bar hangs in the same night. One, I thought, with her friends, and I thought they were her best friends. Turns out they were her RISD summer program friends. Random. (laughs) (laughs) Like she, I was in my mind, like it's kind of random I'm meeting her four best friends right now. And then we left and she was like, oh, I haven't seen those girls in years. And like, I've never seen those girls in my entire life. Okay, that's cool. So maybe it would have been better if you knew beforehand that it was less pressure because you were being so like bow tie and no, just being I like, was being, hello. Well, because I was actually coming from an art event that you were hosting before. Oh, wow. It was a night of casual friend events. Yeah. So I was kind of like, whatever, whatever. cool. You're pipping and popping, you're pipping and bopping. Yeah. Gallery, another event. Yes. Similar to fashion First show. Year. So I would say to our dear caller, whose identity is a total mystery to me, I would say, Events first, intimate hang second, dinners last. And also, like, I guess ask yourself. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid, kind of? And, like, is it because you really like this girl and you're afraid of the wolves? Or Or because you maybe don't really like this girl. Or suddenly it'll become, in your mind, it'll suddenly become serious if you go to this intimate, casual. Actually, I do think that's actually at the core of this caller's question. Afraid of commitment. Because he's referencing, like... Miranda, like, you know, dating that cartoonist for three weeks and he's at whatever, lunch with Carrie or she's... And I think he respects his friend's opinion so, so much. much. And he's honestly in love with their opinion. Yeah, so and it's much. it's scary for him. 
to subject them to that. But what he likes about the Miranda situation or like, say, you know, Jack, like sleeping with some guy and then he's having breakfast with them all the next morning on Will and Grace is that it's like there is a casualness there. Right. He wants to keep it casual. And it's New York City. Oh, but, you know, sometimes that casual that Mr. Right now, that now just floats right away. I would say it's not something the last caller where it's like, you know what? You can have a conversation with your friends and don't be afraid to tell them, you guys, this chill. is casual. Yeah. Keep it chill. And obviously then we would be like snickering in the corner and just be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think everyone needs to say, keep it chill yeah. and like talk more. It's mm-hmm. not 1920s. Okay. If you meet someone's lover, it's not instantly a wedding date. Agreed. Okay. Next call. Darby, amazing curation. Next call. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad. Okay. Here is our next caller. Hi. So I'm a mom of two young children. Nice. In my mid thirties and married to a man whom I love deeply and I love my family very much. I recently have been very attracted to a young woman, (gasps) not much younger than me, a few years younger. And I've told my husband about it. We've kind of talked it through. I have not made my feelings clear to this person. And he, my husband, is kind of like a little bit comfortable with the idea, but not entirely. I don't know why I'm calling. I'm just wondering if you have any advice. Yeah. I love you guys. And I really just love hearing your voice every week so thank you so much bye love you too thank you love you too thank you so much for sharing this sexy actually not secret (laughs) well you've taken i would say some of the heat even out of the crush already because she talked about her husband yeah she named the puppy and he was probably like okay (laughs) (laughs) i am a modern Modern, i am a modern man and (laughs) that is it's sexy to me, but not too sexy because I also respect you. I'm open to honesty and I want to honor this relationship and its truth wherever that truth may take us. I kind of can already see if you did act on this crush or like it's kind of, I see it kind of ending badly for our caller. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're both two like low pony brunettes? I just think it's like she's going to probably like have more of a rush of emotions but maybe it will like activate you know something maybe i, I mean, feel like but it's there's like, always the reverse is possible too where the girl that she's into like has all these feelings and is like lusting after this object she can't have right this married woman and then the married woman like dabbles and is actually like oh, you know what I'm oh, still with my husband this was actually kind of just like a fantasy i needed to traverse briefly and or they hook up the married woman is so obsessed breaks up her marriage and then yeah. the other woman is like oh i wasn't like yeah asking for all that i'm not ready to be the mom <sighs> who stepped up yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I could really go. But I also like do want you to have an affair. And like maybe like it is about being so modern and being like telling the person and just maybe also that's erotic enough and see what happens. I'm torn because part of me thinks that 
She should have just had this affair and never told the husband. No, and, and now it's going to be so modern and, that, and poly. And that would have been the sexiest part. And she could have like gotten it out of her system or discovered that maybe she actually is more into girls and then ended her marriage anyway. But like, is the telling of it kind of like de-eroticizing it? Or I'm also like so proud of you for being honest and maybe having these conversations is the best way forward. And... Uh, Maybe there are threesomes on the horizon. Maybe there is an open marriage on the horizon. And then you'll have to deal with whatever he wants, I guess. Yeah. In the open marriage. And you're going to have to sort of like allow everyone's desires to come to the surface. I guess the I question mean, is like, yeah, like, so you and your husband are processing it. He probably is like, it would hurt me, but I also don't want to like stop you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's a feminist. He's yeah, gonna... definitely a feminist. I think it's also like, I imagine like, you're two young kids, you're in your 30s, everything's perfect, but you're like, wait a second. Well, I know. That I mean, that's what it's if. what's really going on in the marriage, right? I think it's just like she's probably getting her kind of like va va voom back. Maybe the kids are now like three or four. Right. And you've gone through this hell of diapers for two and a half years and you're starting to regain your sanity and like regain a normal sleep cycle. And like the kids are starting to go to like preschool or something. And you're just like, and you're okay, like, oh, wait, I, I am, am a this human sexual being. being yes. And you want that affirmation of like not the person you like stare at 24 hours a day. No. So I guess what we're saying is like, Maybe just like continue like flirting with this woman who's like three years younger than you. <laughs> and keep flirting. Keep flirting and like honestly just see what happens. <laughs> I would say keep flirting and also like, yeah, I mean, here's what I don't think. I don't think that like this other woman is like the love of your no, life. No, that's right. I that's really kind of what don't I don't think. think. And I don't think you're leaving your husband, honestly, for well, maybe this Maybe she woman. is, but maybe she's leaving her husband because for she wants to leave her husband. Yes, you know or what? it's for a different woman. Well, something that actually my good friend Judge Judy said in her book <laughs> the other day was like, don't leave someone because you want to be with someone else. Leave yeah. someone if you're going to be happier being alone. And that's actually genius advice. Gee. It's like, so you have to be ready to be like, I'm actually better off alone than I am with this person. So like the marriage, like whether or not that's going to work out, that's kind of its own thing. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I'd actually be happier even if this younger woman breaks up with me and I'm like a single mom and I'm like co-parenting with my awesome feminist But I could see like this flirtation kind of like continuing to simmer and it actually opens up a little sexual part of her, you know, pie chart that ends up in her DMing somewhat a third party and then maybe she fucks that person, male or female, and, also, and the rocks get off. And that's like a little bit more self-contained and like not a big deal. Oh, I was going to say kind of bring all to that eroticism into your marriage. And you're like whispering these fantasies in your husband's ear. Mm, yeah. And like kind of imagining what you and this woman would do that's together. Fantasy construction is such a major element of this because it's like she is clearly building a fantasy building a fantasy right? building a fantasy and one thing that i tell a lot of my clients who are in long-term relationships if you do at a certain point when things are cool or stayed or boring or distant you do need to start letting your partner in on your fantasies and really being explicit with them about what it is that you want tickling <laughs> <laughs> Feather play. Feather play. It's just, <laughs> which is literally me remembering this one A&E special uh, with a sex therapist where it was like a really awkward Indiana couple who were married having a lot of trouble getting intimate. Mm -hmm. And they did feather play and like powder dusters. And it worked? 
Yeah, no, they were both like, oh, these feathers worked. But I guess maybe my advice for you in all of this is try to stay light. Try to like find what's pleasurable about the crush. Like crushes are great. Everyone should have crushes. Like find what's pleasurable about your own like flirtatious power and your own eroticism. Find what's pleasurable about your marriage and that sex life. Just kind of like find the pleasure, find the lightness and stay in that area. Like maybe you and this woman just like, Go out on the town. It's not a date. It's just like, go hang out and feel the charged electricity. Mm, I'm plugged in already. Hello. Anyway, good luck, caller. Yeah, I, I really want to hear what I'm happens. E- I'm excited for you and your next chapter. Stay blessed. <laughs> wow. I feel like I learned a lot. <laughs> Wisdom from above. I feel free to take that back into your home life, Darby. Thank you. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. It was that summer. That summer, I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse. And the things that happened on that bed, you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my God, it almost feels like you're nude, better than nude. It feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean. So stay cool and comfy during long flights with Cozy Earth's temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented coffins or outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You know, (laughs) okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level because we're business women. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. I'm talking Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and all your favorite DTC brands. Do you want to be a Brooklyn in business? Or do you want to be the sad girl selling candles on the subway? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. If you do it uppercase, it won't work. Just like your sales if you don't use Shopify. Shopify.com slash book club. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shh. 
Mediterranean flair to my otherwise very Irish German frame, but with ball hair it's a little bit different. I feel like there's like a grossness factor there. No. But like at the same time, I feel like gay guys tend to use ball play as like an escape valve when they're not hardy enough to keep sucking dick. So I don't mind like keeping a warning there. I don't know. It's a complicated, complicated topic. So any advice would be much appreciated. This is. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Lily, obviously I'll let you feel this one. Yeah, you, please. But say what you know, and then I'll go in with kind of my expertise. I, I mean, this brings up a really interesting topic of balls being an escape valve for when you're too hard or not hard enough because you've been like doing too much drugs and like drinking too much. I'm kind of like, I've never experienced this where you're like, can't get hard. And then everyone's like, okay, guess well. Guess I'll go to the balls. Guess, guess it's ball o'clock. We used to be sponsored by... Manscaped, which was a Shark Tank razor for balls. And it was about like shaving your pubes and like using like amazing oils on your pubic hair. I think literally if you're feeling also like you want to be a hairier guy in this, I feel like it's actually giving him confidence because he's feeling pale and Irish. I'll just tell you this. Ball hair is not gross. All hair is good. There's one thing I hate. It is pretty much any maintenance of pubic hair at all. I think like trimming is gross. I hate guys who have like shaved in the stubble and then it's always like rubbery and it's... I don't think trimming is cologne. like such a li- a, an issue. A little bit of trimming is fine, but it should look natural. No, like, not like the hedges. Yeah. I think when I see bald men down there, I think that's disgusting. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And if you are, that good for you. Yeah. So there is one scenario that I've seen, I've seen this in real life, is when guys will shave just their balls and so they still leave everything else there but they shave the balls and it achieves an almost alien-like quality that's kind of silken yeah like kind of creepy and erotic in this way so if you want to go for that maybe try that like fully shave with a razor it's also that terrifies me because you know if one slip down there and honey you're never having kids but i would say you know just like trimming just don't bother just let it roam wild and free if I found them, I would not be deterred. I'd be quite excited. Except yourself. Yeah. But trim if you, like, a little bit, if you do want to feel like, the, the, oh, The I'm main playing. reason you would ever trim is you would trim around the base to make the dick look bigger. That's what I'm thinking of. But I don't... He's but, talking about specific ball hair. Yeah, so there is hair that's actually on the balls. I'm thinking of kind of, like, the general muff no, of a man. No, he's specifically talking about balls. You know when I do my infamous hamburger trick? <laughs> And then I'm like, these are the sesame seeds on the bun. Okay, yeah, that That's actually is hair. weird to trim that. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so turned on. I wonder what our married mother of two would think of this call. Uh, she's probably not thinking about balls. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would say keep long and strong, honey. Next call, I guess. <laughs> Hi, Stephen and Lily. I have a question that I feel like you guys could have some commentary on considering you are cultural critics. So basically, I am a 23-year-old New York-based lesbian. And I, um, several months ago, was in a four-month relationship with this older woman. She was 39 when I was 22. She was a painter from Austria. And I totally fell in love with her. We almost got engaged, and it became, like, a very toxic relationship, and 
and our relationship ended in flames, basically. And now I'm trying to start dating again. I promise I'm, like, not moving on, like, that fast. I gave it a couple of months. But I feel like if I mention this to people I'm, like, going out with, that they're going to think it's really weird. And, I mean, I don't have to talk about my exes, but I feel like this is one that has sort of, like, been a defining relationship for me. I don't know. Like, do you think it's weird to tell people this? I'm also writing a play about it that's, like, honestly kind of, like, weird and creepy. And so... I feel like, you know, if I am going out with people, I want to invite them to my play. Like, obviously, (laughs) maybe I'm taking it too seriously. Maybe this is, like, happening all around me all the time. But how do you think I should present it to my community? By the way, I feel like a lot of my lesbian friends and, like, queer friends were super against it. They said it was, like, a really bad thing to do. The play? play Yeah, what can I say? I love when, okay, when she says my community. Does she mean like people she's dating? No, I think she means like her <laughs> lesbian friends. People in the dating community. Okay, one obsessed that it's like as cultural <laughs> critics, we should answer this question. Okay, here's the thing: most other people you're going to be dating are also probably writing plays about their exes. <laughs> Sounds like you're in good company. Yeah, I just think like. One, you're 22 and you dated someone for four months. You don't need to waste. Yeah, just get on Lex and keep moving. Yeah, keep honey. moving. You're 22. It's like that's the point of being 22, dating a toxic 39 year old Austrian painter. I never have dated like anyone older than me. I know. I'm also obsessed with her being like, I dated an older woman. It's like someone. Well, she's well, even she's older, older than, than us. us. She is. Literally even older than I'm us. I'm also just imagining this like Austrian. Like Futch and like big overalls painting, oh, just yeah. being like, I can't go to meet your friends at a casual event at a bar. <laughs> I'm painting, and she's like, but you said you were gonna come, and she's like, I'm doing my work. Do for- not disturb me. She likes her coffee black. Yeah, I think keep dating. I think be light. Tell them about the play. Don't talk about your ex the first date, second date, third date. Uh, yeah, I, if someone <laughs> is like, oh, what are you working on? You can be like, it's a play about someone I dated. Okay, well, that's not really like, <laughs> then they're going to ask a follow-up question. Yeah, you could be like, it's a play about love and relationships and ex. But don't go on the first date being like, hey, so like my name is young 22-year-old lesbian. I think there's an opportunity here to impart maybe some wisdom, which is I do feel like there's a tendency, especially in the... um queer community to call something toxic well to call something toxic but also to talk about yourself a lot and to talk about your exes a lot and i do think that it's good maybe just as a general rule to try to avoid that it doesn't mean you can't talk about your exes or you can't talk about the play you're writing but like maybe have those as like you know nine or ten on your backup list of topics like and when you're going into that date like really try and get into more like where are you from? Yeah, where are you from? Huh. And favorite music and like, you know, restaurants and kind of sounding off on fun cultural Topic. topics. Yeah, like RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, Taylor Swift, like <laughs> the ra- Chiefs, memes, fast food, fashion. Rather than your exes. And like maybe you could say, oh, yeah, I got out of a long term relationship a few months ago. Like that's maybe okay to get in there. But like, I would try to steer clear of that. Also, I think it's like the toxic thing is like if someone is like, hey, what's up with you? Like if you're like not feeling a date, you don't instantly also have to go into, hey, I just got out of something really toxic a few months ago. It's like I also like 
if I'm on a date with someone and they say that their ex was toxic, I'm kind of so just like red flag. Maybe a you're red flag. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, you dated him, so what's your problem? Or you're just trashing all your exes, which means you're going to trash me after we end this No date. doubt. It could be this 39-year-old painter who wanted to get engaged after three months could be totally toxic. But let's just like put that word on hold, talking yeah. about the ex, literally talk about our podcast. That's an amazing topic of conversation on a first date. Just one thing I do feel like on the reason why also maybe she's feeling this is coming up because I feel like the person probably she's on a date with is probably being like, yeah, I just got a oh really my. toxic thing that was seven <laughs> months. And then then you're going to like be like, ooh, I want to relate. That's not sexy for you guys both to like trauma dump on each other for an hour. Yes. So if someone says that, maybe talk about it for a little. And again, pivot. 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 Yeah. But no, honestly, challenge. Trying to just say the word toxic on a first date. Just try and update us. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Best. Okay. Next call. Hey, Beth friends. This is Eleni, a single and unfortunately straight female club kid calling from beautiful Sacramento, California. I've recently gotten really into reading old 80s and 90s era New York magazine personal ads. I've even taken a stab at writing my own. I know you're both in committed relationships, but if you had to write your own three-line newspaper-style personal ads nowadays. I'd love to hear what those would be. All right. Bye. Oh, this is like an improv game. Oh, this is game. really fun. Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say, single and straight in Sacramento, honey, the world's so, your oyster. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you. Like, I feel like you're going to meet a guy skydiving. I know. I want to think that it's so outdoorsy up there, but maybe it is just kind of like... Maybe I'm thinking more San Diego and Sacramento is a little more like office... Hacienda Park. Yeah, it's just like companies that like can't afford to be based in like Silicon Valley, and it's. I still like... do see you going to like a guacamole making class though, and meeting <laughs> your husband. I also think like Northern okay, so California guacamole. If they have avocados <laughs> there, <laughs> I know you're writing your ad, and like I know like that's how Queer Appalach started. What if you were so random? This is so '90s movie. Write an ad, and photocopy it, and put it around Sacramento. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of like creeps, but like just for fun. Why not? Like old school style. Yeah, I mean, that's very like there's a tweet going viral of someone's personal ad. Okay. Do you want to go first or should I improv personal ad? Okay, here's mine. 34-year-old Nora Ephron (laughs) type seeks Dominic Dunn to slam her typewriter shut at the end of the day. Okay, I'd love it. Okay. 37-year-old. Wow, honest to the boots. (laughs) Blue-eyed, dark-haired, motorcycle (laughs) butch-looking. Yeah, (laughs) looking is key. (laughs) Who is too afraid to drive a motorcycle, (laughs) seeking femme to take out to a rom-com. Oh, that's fun. Oh, who wouldn't sign up for that? Right? They'd be lining up. That's really, really cute. I love it's that. It's like, you know, saying you're badass, but you're not. Okay, wait, now let me write one for you. Oh, wait, maybe mine's more just like daddy's girl otter, like seeking. In Nasty daddy's girl otter wants to be tied up and taken to the chapel by a big daddy architect. <laughs> it's just this daddy like eight yes. times. <laughs> okay, wait, no, that's true. Okay, I do want to go to the chapel with an architect. 
And then at the end, it's like 32, maybe. <laughs> Your maid ad is just 32, 32. Hi, I'm 32, looking to be 32. <laughs> I'm looking for a man who will call me 32. <laughs> oh, okay. Good luck, Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, also, any straight man out there in Sacramento listening right now, if you have an awesome, dope cousin who lives in Sacramento, let's try to hook her up. I'd like to shout out to the straight club kid that I met this weekend at a party who is from Allington. Massachusetts. Allington, Massachusetts. And Wonderful. had such a beautiful Boston accent. Straight guy, listener of the pod, which I always like, wait, that exists? But maybe the Arlington guy and the Sacramento girl should date. Meet in the middle. Kansas yes. City. Obsessed. Done. We'll sponsor it. Maybe. That's a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> Next call. Hey, Lily. Hey, Steven. Hi. This Hi. is CJ. Like the letters from the alphabet. I am a trans dude. And uh, I find dating to be really difficult. Hate the apps. Don't yes. want to tap in. I'd say I'm a pretty cutie patootie little guy. However, I am very afraid of approaching women. You know, I've lived as a lesbian, did pretty well at that. But, you know, dudes can be really shitty. And so I find myself not putting myself out there, even though I would love to get back into the dating scene. Last relationship went pretty bad, especially once I started transitioning. So any tips on moonlighting as a guy when you are actually more special than that <laughs> much love appreciate you xoxo hey cj hey cj thanks for calling thanks for your vulnerability yeah. and you know i love your honesty and your warmth and i think that's super beautiful and i think just off the bat when you're like saying i'm afraid to approach women because like most guys are shitty and like women are afraid of scary men I think your light is going to shine yeah. through pretty fast. Yeah. And you're not going to come off as like a toxic. Yeah. See, I know we're retiring that word, but like you're probably not. Gonna... Yeah. I mean, I think like that may be an excuse for some fears. Shyness. I some, think some yeah. shyness. Because approaching women is Of harsh. course, it's terrifying. You know, it's like we're all scared to do it. But I think that when you say, you know, I don't want to get on the apps, I don't want to do this. I kind of think that Get on the apps. You're going to have to get on the apps, honey. I think do both. It's get on the apps, especially, and I say this to all my clients, take the edge off. If you're like, well, I don't want to get in the apps. And the other option is like going to a bar and just like going up to a woman and being like, hey there, pretty lady. It's like, get on the apps. Go it's on way easier than, yeah, doing that. Go on some random dates. And then you're going to be like, yeah, I am cute. People are responding to me. And like the dates may be like, bad or boring or like mostly they're probably just going to be kind of like whatever or they'll be good you know the apps are just one piece of the puzzle but i think the issue here is not other girls and it's not the apps i think the issue is just you having to remind yourself the things that you're able to that are already so obvious, you know, the second we start to hear your call, which is that you are really sweet and you are warm and you are, do you have like a light and a sense of humor and a charm that You're I think open. people would like. And, and so I feel like to find there's... A way to, yeah, to just let that openness come out because it's already there. I feel like also maybe like the hurt that he's feeling now of dating as a trans guy is the rejection I'm guessing he felt from, from, the, from the ex who maybe rejected him Right. Once he started transitioning. But, you know, that's again, it's like that's one person. If that's why that relationship ended, then that's like good, because now that you can go find you're a, living your life, you're living your truth. Yeah. And then you can go find someone who accepts who, you, who accepts you for CJ. Yeah, for CJ. 
So I know there hasn't been a ton of actionable advice in here yet, but I'm going to say like you do need to get on the apps. I mean, listen, you know, you got to go where the community is. Right. It's also, I'll say this, unless, I mean, maybe you do want like a totally like straight girl who is just fully seeing you as a like cis man from like the get go. But like I would say like most queer femmes are horny Horny for for trans trans guys. guys. Yeah. They're out there. From what I see on the Lex app, it seems like there's a lot of thirst for that. So I mean, from what I see IRL, it's like all girls want. Yeah. They're out there. You need to put yourself out there. And I think it's just like hanging out with your C friends. This is like your friends who are not your best friends. Oh, yeah. C friends are huge for this. Like text your friends. You're like, oh, we do have fun together. But like maybe you're not, you know, going to the movies one on one together. Be like, wait, what are you up to tonight? Just see if there is the random party, you know. You gotta text your C friends. It's the C friends. And you gotta put yourself out there on social media too. Twitter or Instagram, like just little things. It doesn't have to be that much, but just give somebody something to grab onto. Right now, I want you to post the most random dump that's like cute selfie of you in a jacket, mm-hmm. a funny sign on the side of the road. Yep. And like screen grab of a TV. Oh, with yeah, like, with, like, the with subtitles. subtitles. That's, like, something funny. That's yeah. your homework. Yeah. And, and the like, likes are going to roll in. The likes are going to roll in. And then let's maybe let's get an animal picture in there because people yeah. love those. Lead with either animal or face. I think lead with face. Animal is, like, third pick. Mm. Just a blurry picture of a cat first. Who's that as blurry? <laughs> <laughs> when people do those, it's always blurry. Either way, photo dump, apps, text, see friends. Yeah. Cast a wide net, honey. Done. Update us. Yeah. <laughs> and keep us updated. All right. Good luck. We love you, CJ. We love you best. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yes. Hi, best friends. Long time listener, first time caller. So I know you're both in loving, committed partnership. Everyone's saying But I'm wondering if you can share some insights so into maybe how you met your partners or how your friends have met their partners. I've been actively on Hinge for a long time now, and I do believe Hinge is the 10th circle of hell. It is a nightmare. It can't be it. And I know the obvious answer is to, like, meet people in person. But, like, out at bars, I just don't feel like people are engaging in that way like they used to five, ten years ago. Like, it doesn't seem like anyone's, like, looking up from their phone anymore. So, I don't know. Maybe the answer is I need to get a hobby, but wanted to hear your insight. Definitely. Huge fan. Get a hobby. Love you both and the pod. Thanks so much. Happy VD. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for calling and sharing. It does feel so Christian now that I know you guys are in loving, committed Christian relationships. (laughs) I will say this back to the sea friends thing. I feel like I did meet my current beloved by kind of doing a sea friend activity. Yeah, although this was, I mean, this was before cell phones, though. I mean, we had iPhones. In 1996. (laughs) So I think the problem with Hinge and Tinder is that they have too much pressure built in from the get-go. When I was on Hinge and Tinder at times when I've been single, like everyone there has a job, which is weird if you don't have a job. And then everyone is so just like... 
even if they're pretending that they're not looking for marriage, like it's just the undercurrent of the first meeting is so just like, so is this going to work out? And there's too much tension there. Yeah, I feel like Hinge is also more marriage than Tinder, but like Tinder is also like kind of crazy. Tinder's maybe a little bit crazy and it's like too chaotic now and like spam. But right. again, it's also so job, but maybe she's probably has a job. I think she's a job. I think Tinder is way less job. But Hinge is all about jobs. I met my current boyfriend on Scruff. I met my previous boyfriend on Twitter. I met my previous boyfriend before that on on scruff a lot of flings that i've had i've met sort of like in real life but i would say like in all those situations i was meeting someone in a pretty casual way at first and there wasn't all this built-in expectation that it was going to be a relationship and so i think that that allowed feelings to develop more organically because no one was came in like expecting this to be a thing and judging the very first interaction you have with someone as to whether or not they were going to become your forever. Well, and I will say this. I think there is more of a marriage, that marriage pressure feeling. Oh, I mean, if you're a woman if in your 30s, If you're a woman in your 30s like, and you're going on a date with a guy, is. and then the guy's even more afraid probably because he's like, oh, God, I'm going to go on this date. And it's like, does she want marriage? Or maybe he wants marriage. I met my girlfriend literally through doing a Dear Friends web series, but I didn't even, I didn't even know the girl then now i'm friends with her did the web series but then we would just see each other at events later because then i was kind of like more friendly with her circle and there'd be like a screening and then a bar thing and then like a barbecue so it's like hobby but it is like saying yes to doing random stuff and like when we shot that web series I mean, hell, I was in character and dreads the whole time. Side Girls Club, check it out. Yeah. It's on the web, you know? And it's like, you never know who you're going to meet and some people are right under your nose. But I think that social media is great. Like, I'll say, like, my previous boyfriend, we met on Twitter and, like, had DM'd about, like, stuff and then, like, eventually we're like, we should meet up and, like, went on a date or something. And then, like, Allison Roman, friend of the pod, like, she met her husband, like, via DM. Like, and she, she slid said, into her DMs. quote, she was just living her life yes. like it's golden yes. and thriving and he noticed that so, so do post do post <laughs> as we said to cj and also like if there is like someone cute on instagram yeah you know throw the story of flame emoji yeah not just a flame maybe even a message one thing i love to do is to respond to like a hot selfie but reference something else in the photo that's not them being hot because like other people will be like, oh, you look great. That's or something. actually so pickup artist of you Whoa. to be so like, hey, nice socks. <laughs> no, that's socks very... is too obvious. <laughs> Clearly, you're not responding to a lot of selfies. No, because I'm being faithful and Christian. <laughs> faithful and Christian. But like, I'll just be like, oh, like, you know, nice antique mirror in the background classic gay guy pickup <laughs> artist move nice rococo <laughs> wallpaper i would love to get a cocktail with you sometime platonically <laughs> also oh, this is so random ask your gay guy friends if they have brothers <laughs> i'm sure they do yeah brothers of gay guys might be kind of fun because the gay is really the firstborn yep Brothers of gays. I think you'll get there, but maybe like less hinge and more social. Is t- If Tinder's, Tinder's the grinder for straight people, then maybe do yeah, the Tinder. Tinder on. But like as if it's going to be like a one night stand. Wait, also like 
I mean, Field is being a little. Oh, maybe it's Field. Mm. That's the grinder for street people. That is. But also, go on Field and like literally say what you like sexually on it and then see what happens. Yeah, but don't be like too explicit. Like be cute about okay, it. Okay, Miss Christian over there. <laughs> I feel like if your profile is just like rigging, like. <laughs> this girl is not going to say rigging. I think she could go on and be like. Hey, like looking for my big spoon. Or yeah, whatever. wanting my Travis Kelsey to throw me around. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's yeah. Enough. Be cute and <laughs> open a field and but like use some metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, well, the host of CBC told me to go on field looking for a nine inch. No. <laughs> no metaphors only on field, and then respond to other things in selfies and post, 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 post. Keep on posting. Yeah. Hang out with C friends. <laughs> Good luck. Keep us updated. Celebrity Book Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Okay, next call, we have time for a few more. Yes. Okay. So speaking of meeting people on socials, here is another caller who has also met someone on a social. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I have a kind of a dilemma. And there's this guy that I have been friends with for not that long. I mean, we talked on Twitter for like a long time, but we just started hanging out in person sort of like six months ago. And it was his birthday recently. And we went out, like we usually do, he's straight, or so I thought. And he got really drunk, and you can guess what happens next. I'd like to hear He kissed me when we were watching a movie at the end of the night. And then he started crying and having, like, a total fucking breakdown. Because he's like, I never kissed a guy, da-da-da-da-da. But then he sort of started like drunkenly professing his love for me like how we could be together how like he thinks that we could get married and what yeah like this whole thing and i don't really know what to do with it because he's hot and i don't know i think i'm just gonna leave the drama of it and just see where that takes me so like What's your thoughts on DL guys for being someone's first gay 
sex or love experience? My jaw is on the floor. I'm in shock. I am Hot, so turned on right guy, now. Friend, you're watching uh, TV and he's like, oh, you're wait. living in a porn. Oh, and also just being like, I want to marry you. What the? That's fuck? insane. And he's so hot. We met on Twitter. Here's the thing about guys. Like, they always say, like, women are obsessed with marriage, but I actually think men are more obsessed with marriage. Whoa. Yeah. Fire take. Um, what do you mean you're just going to leave the drama? I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know get, what the yeah. fuck that I'm means. just like, fuck him. Get married. Break up. Like, yeah. let's fucking go. Yes, bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, strap in for the drama. So, Buckle your fucking seatbelt, <laughs> bitch. Because I have my popcorn, okay? And I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for this relationship to either end in marriage or divorce or hopefully both. This is so hot. Well, so you made I just want to know it's what also happens. It sounds like since. you're single and like what? Why not? What's you're like, oh no, I'm just gonna leave it there. I mean, he did ask for opinion on what it's like to be someone's first. But I actually think you kind of have some experience in this. Yeah, I will say that's happened to me multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> but it's you always the every fantasy. Butch to like turn a fan yeah. and like obviously it's the dream to like turn a straight guy it's like as legends will have it i've always considered it's much easier to turn a femme than for a gay guy to turn a straight guy because of masculinity and the patriarchy and the power of butchers absolutely (laughs) it's so rare for this to happen like you should just be you have to go for it and just dive in but also like have some drama yourself be like I don't want to be your fucking experiment, but you're so hot. I mean, this guy from his voice, he sounds kind of mask. I do feel like it's like... Kind of a mask on mask. It's kind of a mask on mask, and I feel like that happens more often. Like, I don't think that's ever happening to me, because I don't think a straight guy is going to be, like, spending so much time with me if Playing he's confused a sassy, about yeah. his sexuality. It's like if a quote-unquote straight man hypothetically is spending a lot of time with you. I think that tends to mean that they know they're straight. They're not lifelong confused. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they are lifelong confused. I mean, I'm thinking about some of my college roommates and I wonder, you know, what was the connection there? You have things going for you that's other than just a gay guy. You you bonded over weed and Seinfeld. Right. (laughs) And I plan on doing that with many more straight men in my career. No, and I wonder the same thing when straight chicks want to hang out with me. Almost sounds like he's asking about there's like an authenticity issue. Like, oh, are you just their training wheels? Is there something kind of like, I don't know, embarrassing or not authentic to your own gay experience by just shepherding this person through? And then you're being like, so yeah, so this is RuPaul. And you're right. like doing such a I personally, lesson plan. In my personal life, have never felt... You know, they're like, oh, I don't want to just be your experiment. I've always been like, well, I'm happy. I would, to, love, to, I would be love to be your experiment. But this might be more different with the guy. And I can see him maybe the fear is that he professes all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, you leave your boudoir. He's made all those promises. You've made love. And then, you know, he's joshing you and then takes it back and breaks your heart. And then you feel like the fool. Well, that's the fear of every relationship. But. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But I guess I think not just the breakup, more of just like, whoa, dude. And then the flip of like, wait, you're obsessed with me. I love the idea of them like trying to be like, so I guess I've never had like sex with a guy. How does this work? (laughs) My dick's like too big to fit in. I don't get it. I'd be like, no, like we'll make it work. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's all these ways we can make it fit. But then like he takes him to like a drag race watch party and he's so confused. 
And then they're just like, oh my God, can you believe Shangela did that? He's like, ha ha, totally. Like, she's such a tiger. And they're just like, what did you just say? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I thought that was the phrase you guys said. And they're like, oh my God, he's such a loser. And, and then, then he, like, he goes home and he's, and he's like, like crying. He's like, he's like oh, I don't think I can hang out with your friends. I'm an idiot. I don't know all the terms you guys use. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, just forget them. Okay, they're idiots. Look, we have all that real. matters is us. <laughs> And I want to be in a long-term, loving, committed relationship with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's send go me, for it. Send us photos. Send video even. Just <laughs> Send video. Just like put up a few cameras in your room for Steven. Cool. Yeah, we celebrate your love. Next call. Hi, Lily and Steven. Hi. This Hi. is a question more for Steven. Lily, shout out if you have opinions. <laughs> I'm wondering if you could plan... A romantic evening for me, for my boyfriend and I. We're going to Paris in April. I was about to be so basic, but I will do every single thing you tell me to do. Oh my god! Okay, uh, that's one short. Okay, (laughs) we don't need twenty minutes. Maybe write to her. (laughs) Uh, Okay, romantic evening in Paris. I think that you should get a table at Step Team, obviously. Then go for a walk. On the sand. On the sand. But before you do that, you should get a baguette and a bottle of wine. And okay, go. I could have said that. <laughs> no, and you should go to like the canal where everyone hangs out, like in the 11th. Or you should go to Parc de Boutremont because it's the most beautiful park in the world and it's in the 20th. Flip feminism on its head. Go to Versailles. Propose to him <laughs> <laughs> with a watch. Inspired by George and Matthew. Propose to him. That's my advice. In Paris. Wait, that is really cute. I mean, Paris in April is perfect. Anything you do is going to be amazing. So, April in Paris. April in Paris. Um, and make him watch all three seasons of Emily in Paris before. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea. And then give him, like, the longest striptease. It's <laughs> really long. To fre- retro French music. Just like really kill some time with that. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, buy the tickets. And it's this whole thing. And he's on kayak.com and you're stripping. And then you finally reveal when he purchases the tickets. What are the tickets to? Paris. Oh, I think they probably already have okay, the tickets. They booked. <laughs> kayak strip show, I just thought of though. And I no, think but that's do that. Do that for your next trip. Do the kayak <laughs> strip show. Absolutely. Okay. Next call. Okay. So this will be the last call. Hello everybody. I'm a big fan. I planned all of this and then I froze. Okay, so here we go. Hi, club parents. I'm a big fan. I'm desperately single, so let's get into it. I'm 31, bisexual girl in Chicago, you know, like Mm -hmm. indoor hobbies, cottagecore kind of stuff. I feel like, you know, the vibe. Um, I have dated almost exclusively online and it's just not working out there. It's just not good now. I'm trying to do the thing where I go out in public and, and talk to people. And I'm like, I don't know, like, literally what to say to people, okay? I get being out in public and, like, trying to flirt with people, I guess. But I'm like, I don't know how to initiate. If you go to a bar with, like, a group of people, other people are there with a group of people. And then, like, you're not hanging out. If you go alone, you have to have, like, a book. And it's like, do I want to be with somebody who would, like, interrupt me if I'm trying to, like, read a book in a bar. I don't know. So I'm looking for like scripts, concrete. Maybe you guys can kind of do a little improv, show me how it goes because I'm just kind of stuck there. And I know it it sounds like I have like never spoken to another person before or have like no social skills, but I promise I do. It's just I freeze up before any sort of like possible romantic approach. So 
send help. Please, please, please. Thank you so much. And goodbye. That's with the Microsoft Outlook email coming through. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I want to call you Windy City Bye. <laughs> hey, hey, Windy City Dear Windy City, City Bye, I'd like you to be my friend, alcohol. She's going to really help you out. Okay, look, I know how Chicago is. One, it's cold. And you're already like an indoor person. <laughs> I mean, when I lived in Chicago and I was single, like I was so terrified of like going up to people like quote unquote at bars but that's also what i thought like dating was and here's the thing it's actually not like no one despite those like three different scenes in sex in the city where they're like go talk to that guy and they're all at like a hotel lobby bar it's like that isn't really how it works you need to go to events Events. and social gatherings that aren't just a random bar like you're not going to like the closet in andersonville and like don't pretend like your friends are having a birthday party every weekend because there are constant birthday parties in this world or like, like i feel like chicago is so like maybe you're indoor maybe you're more like gaming like i feel like there must be like a center for a center for bisexual <laughs> gaming yeah <laughs> i feel like that's very chicago. A little board gaming that's yeah board gaming yeah like get together like because chicago is so you're cold. gonna have to host the board game night host maybe, a risk Catan night okay i actually think the real problem here is not that like you're single the real problem is here is you're maybe shy is shy it's like a little bit of social anxiety and i think an amazing way to get over that is to literally host because when you're hosting you have a built-in role part of the reason you have this anxiety is because you're like i don't know what to do it's like i need the book i need the prop or i need the group of friends i need i don't know what to say it's like yeah. you're worried about like what role you're going to play, what lines you're going to say, what character you're going to be. When you're hosting something, that's all built in. You're cooking, you're picking up cups, you're getting more ice. Also, what's fun is if they like their drink, like you never like have to, you know, you don't maybe have to commit to one conversation. Place too much. Yeah. Like you may have that fear of like, okay, I can talk to someone for a minute and then I feel awkward, like, oh, what's next? It's like, yeah, then you move on and you, you know, Freshen up, you know, the chips. So I think it's like time for you to start hosting your monthly bisexual settles of Catan evening, Chez Toi. I'm also going to say something so crazy that you could go to with a friend that I feel like is a very Chicago thing to do. And you sound smart. Trivia night. I feel like you seem trivia coded. <laughs> like I think that she would excel at trivia night. And you could go and maybe you could find something that's like you know, thematic to what your interests are, whether it be Simpsons or <laughs> general trivia or movies or music or Harry Potter and get an IPA that's like 9.8%. But just have one, you know, because you don't want to get too drunk and then be like embarrassed. Sip on this IPA, get a little loosey-goosey, go with a friend. I think it's more about also like getting your whistle wet socially. Like just start being a little more social in general okay, separate idea that i have go to canada run into the people who are and like it, it'll hooking act, up it'll on the train activate study abroad mode which is where you are more fearless yeah. because you're not in an environment where you're like my reputation matters literally take the bus to windsor or wherever is the closest town on the other side I don't know, she's already so cold in chicago does she need to go to canada just for a fun weekend what about austin or austin okay, okay. austin could activate study abroad mode too <laughs> maybe she likes being cold <laughs> okay san francisco maybe she's comfortable in that environment 
and literally like you know at the hotel room like do a shot of tequila before you leave the hotel room that's something that i used to do in my youth like just to pre-game like going out to a bar alone just to like get it flowing get the juices a little bit, flowing you know and then you're like oh i got a spring in my step and then you're less afraid to like talk to that person also just chicago based there is that like very lesbian bookstore called like women and children's first and i do think they have a lot of events i saw sister spit there iconic michelle t yeah like, show up to a reading wasted and see what happens <laughs> Show up to a reading, drunk off only one shot of tequila. <laughs> and just like forget this 90s idea that you have to go to a bar and like go up to someone and say like, hey, good looking. <laughs> because like, I don't know, you would have to be an amazing pickup artist like Steven to do that. Yeah. But I'd like to see you try your hand at hosting. Yeah. Host. And if you do feel like, oh, I have roommates and I'm too nervous. Make a friend, host to Settlers of Catan Night. Yeah, share the Co-host. Burdens. Co-host with the burden. Give yourself this chips job. <laughs> <laughs> Chancellor of the chips. Sire of the soda. <laughs> and um, good luck. Really Keep good luck. updated. Okay, I just want to thank everyone for being so raw and calling in because I feel like, you know, I've been there to so many of these calls. I've been there too. Whether it's trimming my pubic hair, being nervous talking to people... I'd like to give an assignment to everyone who called in and everyone who's listening. Go watch the Rebel Wilson film, How, How to, to Be, be single. single. It's really funny, but it has a really beautiful lesson built into it. And I think the lesson there is that you really need to enjoy being single because it's not about, oh, I'm single. I think a lot of people are like on to the next. Yes. You know, they're worried about being single. They're like, I can't be single. single is a scarlet letter. It's like, no, single is a joyful thing. And the more you enjoy it, the more other people, it's a lot of attraction, whatever. Because the thing is, it ends so soon, and then you miss it when it's gone. So and then live it up. your mom married with two, right? Wondering the what ifs. Steve and I saw how to be single. What a week after we were both out of relationships, and it, it rocked our world. Yeah, and that isn't to dismiss your despair. I mean, I have been out of relationships. I have been single, and thought to myself, it's never going to happen for me. You've heard me say that so many times at different earlier stages in my romantic career. I remember before I got into my first seven-year relationship i literally thought i would die alone i was like i'm never gonna have sex we were the biggest fucking virgins no we were such loser virgins and it was like i had slept with like two people within like a year of each other both on halloween last people to lose a virginity out of anyone we yeah and it was just like i remember sitting cold again chicago and looking at like my cool straight guy roommates being so like oh it's so easy you know yeah you're just a guy and you can go up to a girl and they're not going to be like, ew, sketchy lesbian. Right. <laughs> and I would go to this gay club with my friend like every Sunday night. It actually was a dance party and I always was like, oh, I should talk to a girl. <laughs> I didn't. And then like, you know, I really just thought it was never going to happen. I'd be too shy. And What do you even say? No, I mean, after the last question about it, I was on the floor. I was dead. I thought I would yeah. never meet anyone. And I was just like, I'm just being so casual. And I went and I went on bad dates. I went on dates with people where it didn't work out. And I was trying to be casual and I couldn't be casual. I got ghosted, if you can believe it. I'm just ghosting you? I know. I've been in the absolute pits. And then the second that you stop paying attention, it turns around. So just right. have faith and have fun. Just go. literally have fun yeah. on how to be single. And watch, yeah, watch that film. And Rebel Wilson, what is going on with her also? But we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she's like a lesbian now, right? She's like she's a lesbian. Like, lost she's a ton like, of weight and became a lesbian. Yes. And they're married now? Question mark? I feel like I haven't seen her in anything. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to get to know. She locked away in like an Australian lesbian cage <laughs> by her butch, yeah. by her toxic. <laughs> 
Perth Butch. Her toxic painting, Perth Butch. Okay, uh, you guys, happy Valentine's you. Day. Happy Valentine's love Day. to all the lovers. And if you didn't hear your voicemail, we're going to get to it in the this VIP Friday lounge. on the VIP lounge over on our Patreon. Thank you so much. Thank best. you, best. This sexy episode of Celebrity Book Club was executive produced by Christina Everett. Supervising producer is Abu Zafar. Produced by Darby Masters. Our lovely theme song was done by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork, Teddy Blanks. Originally co-created with Prologue Projects in Lover's Lane. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.